Welcome to another episode of Mark's Musings. I'm Mark, your host, and today we have a special guest by the name of Jeff Higgs, who is an artist and writer uh, from, from the Wilmington area. We are broadcasting here at WCTV.org in Wilmington, Massachusetts. I met Jeff a couple of years ago at a writer's uh, group from the Wilmington Memorial Library. Uh, he has gone off to uh, continue his writing uh, experience, and he has written a whole load of uh, stories, short stories, that he has published in over 30 magazines. And uh, I have a little blurb here that describes some of his uh, writing. But before I do that, I'm just going to say, welcome, uh, Jeff. How are you doing? Uh, very well. Thank you very much for inviting me, Mark. It's a, it's a pleasure, as usual, to, uh, to see you and to have an opportunity it's, to it's speak always, with you. It's always a pleasure to see you, too, and uh, to talk to you. You're always uh, very interesting and have a lot of uh, good uh, uh, things to say about uh, in things in general, but also the, the writing, uh, the art of writing. Well, I just wanted to say something about uh, Jeff. Uh, he has uh, published in over 30 magazines, including uh, Indiana Voice Journal, Black Elephant, The Writing Disorder, Con uh, Contrary Magazine, Literary Stories, The Remembered Arts of Journal, and he's been nominated for a Pushcart uh, Prize. Uh, he lives here locally with his wife, and his uh, son and daughter also live close by, too. So uh, we'd like to welcome him here and uh, talk to him a little bit about his uh, journey into the uh, abyss of, of <laughs> writing. <laughs> so, uh, again, welcome. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you got started, uh, Jeff. How did you uh, get started in the writing well, I, um, the, the first short story I wrote, I wrote when I was actually in the fourth grade. Oh, neat. Wow. And um, I continued to, to write <clears throat> off and on uh, through college and things like that. And then um, I attempted to do some writing post-college <clears throat> and really did not have very much success. <laughs> so I decided um, probably I, I should really pursue it to be perfectly honest with you. Sure, sure. So I stopped writing um, and um, really took about a, I guess I call it now, my 33-year sabbatical from writing. <laughs> um, and I, I resumed, actually, um, shortly before the writing group at the Wilmington Library was actually formed. Oh, neat, neat, and my neat. wife had suggested that I consider joining the group, and I had mixed feelings, but uh, it ended up being a... A great experience and um, has really sort of led to a lot of the writing that I've done. We certainly contributed a lot to the group and you always had uh, positive things to say and uh, give us uh, good tips about the writing. So that was great. So you start, that's how you got started. Yes. And uh, so where did you, uh, some of your first writings you submitted to the writers group yes. and then later uh, you took some of those and Submitted them to magazines. That's that's correct. Um, <clears throat> I submitted a number of short stories to the folks in the writers group. They were uh, really helpful, reviewing the stories, giving me back uh, some constructive criticism and feedback, which helped me refine the stories themselves. Yes, yes. At that time, to be perfectly honest, I was not really thinking about publishing. I was just 
working to try to get back into writing. And I had the uh, <clears throat> fortunate opportunity to meet Holly Robinson through oh, yes. the writers group. Yes. yes. And um, Holly had said to me, gee, if you, if you have something that you think might be uh, of interest to me, why don't you send it to me? Nice, yeah. So I, I took Holly up on her offer. She is a professional writer. She is also here in Massachusetts, has published a, a number of novels and things like that. And work that I sent to Holly, she actually sent back to me with a note, some suggestions. And she also said, gee, I think you should try and get this published. So um, I, I really owe a lot of it to her <laughs> and the encouragement that I received from her and the, and the folks in the Wilmington uh, Memorial Library Writers Group. Yes, um, that's yeah. really what what led to my um, initial attempts to get published. Sure. Well, it's nice to uh, get a, a little pat on the back because you don't know whether you're uh, you know just uh, beating a dead horse. You know, you just you want to make sure that uh, what you're doing is actually going to be uh, looked at by other readers, listeners, and uh, thought of as something. Uh, that they were interested in and that they may even go back to again. So, mm -hmm. so it's nice that you got that encouragement. Yeah. And so what happened after that? Well, um, I submitted uh, a number of stories. And the first story that w I actually received an acceptance on was a story entitled Something About Her, which was actually one of the stories that Holly had um, read and made some suggestions to me. Yes. Um, and um, it, it was kind of a surprise to get my first acceptance. But <laughs> once I sort of received that, then, you know, you, you, you really feel, gee, this is, I feel great. I want to <laughs> try and, you know, repeat this, do this again. So, sure, sure. so I continued to um, try to learn more about submitting, learn more about writing and editing. And I uh, took some uh, courses uh, through Grub Street, oh, yes, which yes. is a writing uh, educational uh, group that exists in Boston. Mm -hmm. They offer various seminars and, and things in writing. So I did did some courses with them, and that was helpful to me as well. What, what were some of the better things that you might have got from Grub Street, uh, Street for instance? Uh, did they have formal classes, or did they uh, just online, or what, what, what kind of a, a venue was that? Sure. Grub Street offers courses <clears throat> excuse me, online as well as at their facility in Boston. Okay. I actually went to their facility in Boston to take uh, some classes. One of the courses that I took was about editing yes, and yeah. trying to make sure that in the work that you have written, you are able to identify the sub-themes as well as the major themes and then in the course of your editing, look to make sure that the work is very cohesive, that these sub-themes work very well along with the themes. Sure, sure. So it's not just the editing is not just the grammatical corrections, you know, but it's also uh, learning about uh, the setting or the plot or the character building, development, sure. things like that. Exactly. So, yeah. So that was great. So you got a lot of information from Grub, Grub Street, and uh, that uh, put you on your way. So Yes, one of the other courses that I, I took there also was about submitting. 
okay. where they actually provided information, suggestions, and ideas about how to identify um, potential publishers, um, what to include in a cover letter, and things like that. Some of the nuts and bolts, how to keep track of where you have submitted your work. All of these things are, of course, <clears throat> excuse me, very important to uh, to help you since it's a fairly competitive environment out there. Yeah, I heard that. You know, I, I've also tried to uh, submit a lot of different things, and but you get a lot of rejection letters, and you just get disappointed because <laughs> they pile up and up and up. You know, but. Uh, uh, but hopefully, you know, once in a while you get a positive letter that uh, uh, gives you some encouragement. Yes, yeah, So that definitely. was great. That's good. That, good. So then what, after that first story that you uh, got uh, accepted, mm -hmm. uh, what happened after that? Well, I, I continued writing, and um, <clears throat> the second story that I got accepted was a story entitled No Guns, uh, oh, yes, K-N-O-W. Yes guns. That was another story that actually um, had been workshopped with the uh, Wilmington Library Group and um, that particular story dealt with a, a young couple <clears throat> who is visiting um, the wife's father and upon arrival at the at the cabin what happens is their their young son runs upstairs looking for the grandfather and instead what he says to them is hey dad you know grandpa has a gun and suddenly the father realizes that the child may in fact have his grandfather's gun and and that's kind of the opening of the story oh yes yes yeah so there's a theme behind that about uh the positive and negative aspects of uh having a gun or owning a gun or sure. etc. Yes. So mm -hmm. so that's great. Yeah. There's all there seems to be in all the stories that I've read of yours, there's always an underlying theme there that uh you try to to, to reach the uh the, the reader, you know, that leaves them with some kind of a message at the end. Mm -hmm. So that sounds sounds great, yeah. I, I remember also reading uh one of your stories uh what was it about uh, Emmy's uh, wake and <laughs> yeah, was Lee, Lee's funeral, Emmy's wedding. Yeah, you know, Emmy's wedding. Yes. yes, Lee's funeral, Emmy's wedding. Yes. So tell us a little bit about that one. That's kind of a <laughs> that... a cute one that uh, got off. Yeah, that was uh, that's kind of a, an amusing story, um, I guess. What what really is the is the premise behind that story is that um, there are there are two men who were very good friends uh, growing up and everything else. And what happens is one of the men receives a phone call <clears throat> from um, his friend's daughter, and he, he's expecting to hear from her because she's going to be getting married. <laughs> and is, he's, yes. he's her godfather, and he's looking forward to going to the wedding. And she basically calls and tells him that her father, who had been his best friend for years, was dead. Oh my God. And and had recently died. So he is is sad because they had had a falling out. Yes. And he had not spoken to his best friend for an extended period of time, but he was going to attend his goddaughter's wedding. And then she informs him that he and his wife should come a little bit early uh, for the wedding because they're actually going to hold the funeral for her father <laughs> right there in the church. 
at the same time before the before the before the wedding. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so that's sort of the premise of the story is that they're going to go there and and you know there's this person who's deceased yeah. um, who I guess attends his daughter's wedding. Uh, <laughs> and you, and in the course of the story, you learn more about the yeah. characters yeah. and yeah. Uh, and the relationship between the two men, and and you know and things like that. So, how, how do you? Uh, that's that's good that you mentioned that. Now you said uh, you develop the characters. And you talk about uh, uh, each uh, them. Uh, so it's not just their physical features that you talk about. You also uh, have to develop a feeling for how they think or uh, uh, what they like and things like that, how they mm -hmm. speak. So uh, what do you, how do you develop a character? I think all writers really draw upon their life experiences. Um, they draw upon their remembrances of people that they've known, and that becomes the building blocks for the characters to some extent that you create in your story. Um, as you begin to write your character, I think the challenge then becomes to really try to understand as much as you can about that particular character, that person, and to try to convey them um, and create them on paper in a way that is realistic, is going to be realistic for your reader. Yeah. So, so while you're uh, developing that character, you have... A dialogue going on between one or two or three people, mm -hmm. and during that dialogue, the character gets uh, becomes alive, you know, and yes. it gets developed. So, character isn't telling you that he is uh, has red hair or pimples on his nose or anything like that, <laughs> mm -hmm. but during the di the conversation you you may learn s about some of those things that he's maybe self-conscious about the way he looks and somebody says well you shouldn't be and things like that so so that's uh, uh, that's where the dialogue becomes so important is yes that you uh, you flesh out the uh, the characteristics of your of the different people mm-hmm yeah. Yeah, I think I think t to some degree, uh, I guess we could say most most writers have a desire at some level, or they have in the past done some acting. Yeah. You know, because as an actor, you're charged with creating this character so that it's believable to the audience. But the character has to be unique. It can't be you. It has to be this character that fits in with the whole of the of the play. And the same is true of the story. So you try to discover what I guess I would call the character's voice. Different people speak different ways. They have uh, maybe particular mannerisms that, that they use frequently. And those are the types of things that you try to bring to your story to make your characters unique individuals. Mm, okay. Now, well, you, you mentioned the voice. Now, when you start a story, do, are you always telling it uh, in the first person? Or are you always telling the story through the main character? Or do you sometimes tell it as... Uh, a, a omnipotent character mm -hmm. from the outside, sort of godlike, you know, looking sure. down from outside and sort of t telling what's going on. What is your favorite, or do you have a favorite? Um, I don't. I don't really have a favorite. In looking at my stories, I I, I see that some of them are 
told from first person perspective. Some are told from third person perspective. Uh, at times, minor characters may be the uh, person relating the the details of the story. So I don't really have uh, <clears throat> one specific approach that I gravitate toward more than the others. I think what becomes important is as you start to work on the story, you find the way to tell the story that, as a writer, you're most comfortable with and that you think makes the most sense. Yeah. yeah. You know, I've, so, had, I've so, had some cases where I may have started in first person and it just wasn't working, but then when I went to a third person perspective, it worked. So do you feel that you can switch uh, back and forth from... You know, different points of view. Uh, yes. Uh, so you can. Like, you, you might start a story at first person, and then you might uh, flip it to uh, third person. For me, I would say typically uh, the story is voiced from start to finish in one or the other. Oh, okay. So yeah. it is, yeah, okay. So, uh, but that's it. That's interesting because we've had been having a discussion about that at the writers group about uh, point point of view and, mm -hmm. and how to uh, 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 talk either in first person or somehow uh, switch your point of view uh, mid mid stream. But uh, sure. But uh, it's and it's difficult uh, mm -hmm. because sometimes uh, without realizing it you'll switch the, the point of view and then you, you don't know that you have done that until somebody points it out to you. Right. you know. One of the challenges, um, which, as, as you mentioned, the challenges, is the fact that you have to be conscious of does the character know or, or not know? Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if, if you have an omniscient narrator, well... The omniscient narrator knows everything. Yes. Yeah. However, if you're telling something from the perspective of a specific character, that character can't know and doesn't know every single thing. So you have to be kind of careful because as the writer, you do know everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. So uh, it's difficult uh, telling a story uh, without knowing everything like you know so you yeah you're, so what are some of your best stories that you uh have written and tell us maybe a, a little bit about i know you've published in 30 different magazines <laughs> but uh are there um, some stories that you like better than others um well i i guess i i the best way i could answer that question would probably be to um uh, talk about a a couple of the stories that people seem to like okay. a lot. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so uh, one of the stories is entitled Cold Water. Oh, okay. And Cold Water is a story, and this was another story that um, <clears throat> actually had been reviewed uh, by the library group when I was a member of the group. Uh, Cold Water is a story about two brothers. And what happens in the course of the story is that the two brothers have been stuck indoors because the weather's been very bad and it's been very rainy and finally the weather breaks and they're able to go out and to um, have some fun. And as they're having fun, one of the things that they like to do is to go 
to this river that's near where they live. And as they go to the river and they're having fun there, a tragedy ends up taking place. Oh, yes, yes. And so from that point on, the rest of the story is really about the ramifications of this tragedy and how it affects uh, affects the fact that these two brothers, um, you know, participated in this event that had tragic consequences. Oh my God! Yes, and yeah. uh, and that seems to be a story that people resonates. Uh, readers have really liked and have yeah. gotten back to me uh, on another story that um, got a lot of uh, positive feedback was a story that I wrote entitled The Lady Next Door. Oh, yes, yes. And um, that's kind of in a different vein. Uh, the Lady Next Door is a story about uh, there's there's two young girls. I just read that. <laughs> that's a cute story. Yeah, there's, there's two young girls, and they live next door to this woman who the entire town is afraid of this woman. <laughs> and... Um, you know, it sort of begins with the with the young girl whose character saying, you know, everybody's afraid of the lady next door except me. I'm not afraid of her. <laughs> and uh, in the course of the story, you learn the background of what led to the people in this town being afraid of this woman. But the girl ultimately learns the true story of what had happened and what took place. And so in the end, she and the woman uh, ultimately come to some mutual understanding and, and a, a relationship. That, that, that's great, yes. Yeah. And uh, so you don't want to give, give the plot away, but it's, uh, it's, it was a very uh, interesting story. I enjoyed reading it. And, and uh, sometimes uh, you can't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> <You know? laughs> exactly. And uh, so... You have to uh, yeah, dig a little deeper to find out the true meaning or what happened, what, how people are really uh, feeling about themselves and about the world around them. So, mm -hmm. so that that was an interesting story. I like that one too. Oh, great! I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yes, yes. Um, so, uh, what I'm trying to think of what else now? Um, when you so if you submit a story to like a magazine or something, sometimes there's a long waiting period. Yes. Uh, it's not just uh, you submit it and then next week you get a letter, you know. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it might be months. Yes. So can you elaborate a little bit on that? Or, uh... Yes. Um, what, what is happening right now is that the submission cues for the magazines have really been getting flooded. Oh, yes, yes. And what I have noticed, and, and some of the other writers that I, that I know who also are actively submitting work have noticed, is that the wait times have increased dramatically yes, yes. this year, in 2019. Mm. Um, <clears throat> previously, you probably would get a response from the typical magazine in one to three months. Yes. <clears throat> now, uh, responses are in some cases, taking as long as six months. Oh, my God, yes. And, you know, while while you're waiting, you're, you're of course, wondering, gee, what happened? Is, is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? <laughs> uh, are they going to take it? Should I submit to some some other magazines in the meantime? So it's so it's becoming a little more challenging to to really 
make some decisions, I guess my, my approach really is to be willing to continue to submit to those magazines that accept simultaneous submissions. Okay. Um, yeah. Because you never know. Yeah. You, yeah. you just never know. Yeah, and it's probably good to even submit the same story to a few different magazines. Exactly. Because once you get accepted, then you can always tell the other magazines, you know, that you, you thank you very much for consideration, but uh, I've been accepted somewhere else. Exactly. And, yes. Uh, you don't have to sit around waiting. Uh, so that's that's a good uh, good uh, suggestion. That's good. So you have uh, taken a hobby of yours. <laughs> And you've developed it into a uh, an obsession, <laughs> so to speak, uh, that you uh, really have enjoy, enjoyed uh, this whole uh, journey uh, mm -hmm. into writing. And uh, it seems like you're having a lot of fun uh, doing the writing and editing it and uh, meeting different people. Uh, are, are you... Um, uh, Giving uh, talks uh, to different groups, or are you, are you doing anything like that, or um, not? Not very much. Okay. Um, yeah. I have been invited a, a number of times to to speak to the uh, library writing group. Yes. Um, to share with them at least my my thoughts and my perspectives on yeah. certain aspects of writing and things like that, and that that's been that's been great. Um, it's been, it's. As helpful to me as I hope it is to the to the people who who have come and participated. Um, outside of that, I I have a a very good friend who is another writer, um, and we and we met actually through a magazine that we both had been accepted at and were published at, and then we met through an online course actually I should say, but um, she and I send each other drafts of our work, we critique each other's work, um, and we try to keep each other's spirits up. And I, I think that's important. You, you seem to have a lot of success with, uh, you know, submitting to different magazines and being accepted. And so once you get accepted to one or two magazines, is it easier for you to get accepted to another magazine because of that track record? I don't know. <laughs> so, um, I, yeah. I think I think it helps somewhat. So you do say I have been accepted to this, yes. and that, so they may look at you, yeah. uh, they, give you a second look. Right. right. They look at your bio, and and some folks maybe know the editor, or, or they've worked with someone from that other magazine. So yeah. so maybe it does get you a, a second look, or or a little more consideration mm -hmm. because they respect that other. Uh, publication, um, but in all honesty, I I, d I don't really know. Yeah. I do know um, that there are magazines where what what as a writer you will find is that your writing fits them. Yeah, and so yeah. if they publish you once, you are then in a position to begin to develop more of a relationship with them. So there are some magazines <clears throat> that have published uh, a number of my stories. Um, you know, they published maybe one that was an original, and then they published uh, another story 
that basically they reprinted. Oh, they yes, they yes. liked it enough. Someone yeah. else had published it originally. Yeah, yeah. I was able to send it to them, and they said, "Oh yeah, you know, we like this too. We'll we'll reprint this so oh, that more people yeah. will have an opportunity, uh, hopefully, to read it." So when they reprint it from a different magazine, yes, do they have to make a note that it had been previously? Yes. Okay. Yes. What you really want to do is to ask them to give credit to the to previous the the original publisher. Yes, yeah. that they that was where it was originally published. Yes. Very good. Very good. Now, um, are you doing anything to increase your uh, author platform? Like uh, the people who write books, for instance, uh, try to submit their books to different book companies and then they go out on tour and etc. Uh, do you find that um, your readership has increased over the last year or so uh, and how? Um, it has and I would say the primary way that has happened is through a Facebook page that I oh, yes, have yes. created. Yeah. Um, it was suggested to me by a number of people, yourself included, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, because originally I did not uh, have Facebook or, or do any sort of social media type thing. So I did create a Facebook page and on the Facebook uh, page that I've created, I will actually put a URL to a story when it's published or reprinted so yes. that they're all there yeah. and it makes it easier for people to to at least be able to if they're interested in go and see um, you know the stories that have been published that are available online if you will yeah. um, what what has happened as a result of the Facebook page is um, some editors have pointed other editors to my Facebook page or have uh, recommended me to friends of theirs. Oh, so I have, I, I'll get requests every now and then from people who I don't know, yes. but you know, they've, they've either liked my Facebook page or, you know, or they ask, you know, gee, could they be added as a friend because they would, you know, they've read something I've written and they would like to know when future things are published. So. Sure. Very, very good. Um, now, do you get reviews on some of your stories? Do, do people make comments and things like that? And, and what, what do you do with I'm, some of them? Okay, I'm laughing only because, yes, is the answer to your question. Yes. Um, most of the online publications do um, ask the readers to comment yes. on the story if, if they would like to. So I do get uh, comments. Um, and I don't read them. <laughs> just oh my why, which is why I'm laughing. Um, I, I don't read the comments on my stories that are online. Uh, other people, friends and things like that, who have my email address and stuff, they'll, they'll send me a note because I do typically send out a, an email to, to my friends and some other people who have expressed an interest in knowing when my stories are published. And very often after they have read the story, they'll, they'll send me a, a note directly, okay, but yeah. I really don't read the online comments, which has become kind of a, a funny thing between myself and, and my writing pal, Sharon, because Sharon reads the online comments <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for my stories, and then Sharon will say to me, oh, well, 
you know, these, this person really liked your story <laughs> or whatever. Um, so, yeah. so it is kind of a, yeah. I don't know, it's, it's kind of a funny thing. Uh, I guess. Well, you know, the, the, the they say that your reviews sometimes are good because uh, they spread the word mm -hmm. about, uh, you know, your stories and whether they like them or not like them. But uh, most often, if they write a review, uh, it's a positive thing. And, uh, uh, you know, your readership increases, you know. Yeah. Somebody reads a, a review and says, oh, this was a great story, and they might... Uh, say, gee, well, maybe I'll read it, you know, because sometimes people will read the review before they read the story, you know, mm -hmm. and yeah. see what... Uh, I, I, you know, and I probably should read the reviews. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the reason why I decided very much at the beginning not to read the reviews was because I, I felt... If I got negative reviews, it would be painful. So, so I figured I'd I'd spare myself the pain and uh, just to, just kind of decide I'm not going to read any of these reviews. <laughs> well, you, you, I don't. See, yeah, I suppose there's uh, a bad review everywhere, but yeah. uh, for for all the stories that I've read of yours, uh, I can't imagine them not all being the positive reviews because uh, they all have a nugget of uh, information to to uh, to provide to give to the audience and uh, I thoroughly has have enjoyed them um, thank you I think uh, we sort of have reached a end mm -hmm. of our uh, podcast here is there anything else that you'd like to add before I uh, close, I know I'm going to ask you uh, if people would like to get a hold of you or read some of your stories. Uh, could you tell us again uh, how they would look at your get your Facebook page, for instance? Sure. Um, under Facebook, um, they would be able to do a search for uh, J L dash Higgs H I G G S dash artist writer as one word, okay. um, and that would allow them to um, actually <clears throat> access my my Facebook page, oh, great. and um, you know, there they'd be able to see the URLs for the various stories that have been published, and also see some of the uh, artwork, the drawing that, that I've done that I've posted online. As well. Yeah, because you, you do need uh, something like that for our audience here, uh, sort of a key that opens up the door sure. to your other avenues, you know, that mm -hmm. you might might have. And if they wanted to, I suppose, if they wanted to leave you a message mm -hmm. uh, on Facebook, they could do that, or yes. they might contact you by email, too. So Yes, the, uh, uh, they could contact me by email. If you have um, one of the ways to do that is uh, through the email address, jlhiggswilm, W-I-L-M, at juno.com. Oh, that's great. Great. So we got two ways of yes. contacting you through the Facebook and through your your email. And uh, so um, we, I, I have uh, thoroughly enjoyed this conversation with you and also uh, enjoyed your, your books and uh, your, uh, excuse me, your uh, ma articles in your magazines. And uh, uh, I get a, I laugh and I cry, you know, and, <laughs> 
And uh, so they've always been uh, very informative. Uh, so with that, I uh, don't know whether there's anything else you'd like to add? Or... Um, the only thing I would like to add is I would like to thank you for oh, yes. uh, inviting me and giving me this opportunity. And I also would like to put in a plug for your writing oh. <laughs> uh, because I have read uh, a lot of the work that you have written and the books that you've published. And um, what, I, what I find really fascinating and, and great about the writing is your ability to present different scientific concepts and ideas in a way that is very easily understandable. Oh, that's nice. Um, so yeah. it, so it, really, it really is very entertaining and enjoyable to be able to read uh, the works that you've written as well. Well, that sounds very good. And if you want, if anyone wants a way of contacting me, I have a website, and that's markryanbooks.com, all one word, M-A-R-K-R-Y-A-N, books, B-O-K-S.com. So markryanbooks.com, you can contact me there. I have emails, and I have some of my publications there too. So thank you again. That was a very sure. nice plug that you had <laughs> given me. I didn't, didn't expect that, but, but uh, I'd like to thank you very much for being here at the WCTV.org in Wilmington, Massachusetts. And this is Mark's Musings. We are here once a month and we ha uh, uh, at this uh, podcast and we are simultaneously broadcast uh, at WCTV and also on iTunes and also on SoundCloud. So if you have the opportunity to look us up, you can, um, you can do those three different places. So uh, with that, uh, I would like to say goodbye for now and uh, have a nice day. Bye-bye now.